welcome to another episode of Sunrise Life, where we talk about crazy stories and stuff that we've lived through and share them with you. Today, I have my friend Raven Lynette on the podcast. We've traveled to the Bahamas and Hawaii and all these cool places together. Raven, say hello. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just here currently at the time of this recording. I'm at a ski resort skiing and living in my RV here. Oh, yeah. Nice. You're in Utah, right? Or- yeah, in South Utah. Cool. Where And how are you doing down there in San Diego? Pretty good. I'm actually, I'm actually in the middle of a possible mold remediation in my apartment. <laughs> oh, I saw your story post about that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, other than that, <laughs> pretty good. For the purpose of the podcast and for our listeners, would you mind describing how you first got into modeling and then what brought you into full-time freelancing? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, like, when I was really, really little, like, my mom had, like, put me in, I think they were called, like, callbacks or something. It was some, it was kind of like a talent scouting like not a pageant. I, I just remember like I was really little and we had to like travel to LA and I had to like memorize little short little monologues and like commercials and then walk across the stage and do a little twirl. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess you could say that's kind of like where I got my very first taste of it. Um, but then nothing like that was when I was like maybe five years old max. Wow. Um, yeah. But then like when I really like got into it, was when I was in high school, my digital photography class, um, we would like, you know, take turns shooting each other um, for assignments and stuff. And I kind of liked it. And my photography teacher actually offered to do my senior portraits for free. Um, so he could have you know images for his portfolio. So cool. that was like, yeah, my first experience with TF. <laughs> um, and then when I turned 18, I really needed a job. And my mom was kind of like, we were, you know, kind of butting heads at that point and just really hounding me to get a job, get a job. <laughs> and I was trying, like, you know, going around little business, local businesses and stuff and submitting resumes and all that and finding nothing. And then I saw a little flyer in the hallway of my uh, community college I was going to saying that they needed models for an art class. And I had no idea what that was, like what that entailed. I assumed just, you know, posing for an art class. And so I went to meet the instructor and he, you know, was telling me all about it. And then he says, "Uh, let me show you some of the students past work. And he brings up the stack of nude drawings. And I was like <laughs> shocked. Um, like I was not prepared to be nude at all. But I was kind of feeling rebellious and I wanted a job. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, all right, I will, I, I'm going to go take my clothes off for money. Nice. And that's how that started. And then those just art classes for a while. And then uh, I found Model Mayhem and went from there. That's cool. So from the drawing, how long did it take for you to start doing freelance photo shoots, I guess, besides the high school portrait with your professor? Um, pretty soon after, I think. Because I think like after that, like my senior portrait session, like, you know, I, um, my teacher was, you know, very encouraging. Was like, you really, you know, have a talent for this, not just you know, not just for senior portraits, but you should really, you know, look into other modeling gigs. And then once I did the art classes and discovered that I don't actually mind being naked <laughs> in front of strangers, um, I, yeah, found Model Mayhem. And I don't even know how I found Model Mayhem, actually. I have no idea. <laughs> I just stumbled upon it one day. For for me, um, it was somebody has suggested it to me, and then immediately after they suggested it to me, they said, but be careful on there. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, Just be careful. I'm like, what, why? <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I had, 
I assume it was just a Google search and how I found it. I don't think anyone like told me about it. But yeah, that was probably about the same year that I started modeling for art classes. Because like after that first art class, I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. This is like everyone's respectful and normal and it's kind of fun, <laughs> like physically challenging. I was dripping sweat, <laughs> but <laughs> it was fun. But, cool. Yeah. Would you say that the way that you were raised affected the, the fact that you were shocked when your art class professor showed the nude sketch drawings to you or just because of regular society norms? Um, I feel like probably mostly like regular society norms. Um, my family kind of leans on the conservative side, kind of religious. Like We didn't go to church when I was a kid. Like they stopped going to church after I was born, I think. So like not really a lot of that. And I don't think my parents ever like said anything to make me feel like shameful of my body and that I have to stay covered up or anything like that. I think it was, yeah, mostly like just society in general. Um, and I was really like really shy. I, I mean, I still kind of am, but when I was young, I was really, really shy. Um, and then like, you know, middle school, high school, like I hated getting dressed in the locker rooms. And I used to actually have like nightmares that I would suddenly be naked at school. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but then like once I started actually like being naked at school, <laughs> those nightmares never came again. That's funny. Your nightmare <laughs> became a reality and then you overcame it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. When you first started booking shoots off of Model Mayhem, after doing some art classes, did it feel like an organic thing since you've been nude for the classes? Or what was your first nude shoot from Model Mayhem like? Um, yeah, I don't remember it being. Wow, actually, that's so long. It was like what, 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what my first one was because I, you know, when you make a new profile on there, you, you're recommended like you're on the Discover page or whatever. So like right away I got you know, a ton of, you know, inquiries and one that sticks out that I, that might have been my first experience was, he was an interesting, interesting guy, kind of, kind of odd or, you know, artsy type, <laughs> uh, photos weren't that great. Uh, some of them were, but you know, not the best. Um, but I don't remember feeling weird or anything. Like I was pretty comfortable. And That's I ended cool. up working working with this person quite a lot. That's cool. My cat. <laughs> no worries. I love cats. <laughs> um, I guess uh, this is going to kind of roll me into the photo shoot fail of the week story. Uh, is is there one shoot you had that was really crazy and fucked up, either because the photographer was crazy or just the situation itself was crazy? <laughs> um, I've had quite a few, like, crazy, like, in a good way, like, just, like, condition, like, you know, weather, like, extreme conditions or stuff like that. Um, but in a bad way, like, I feel pretty lucky. Like, I hear a lot of horror stories from a lot of models. Um, but I've only had, I think, like, maybe two where I was so uncomfortable to, you know, end early and leave. Both of these involved body oil. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them was a hotel shoot. Um, like, I checked references. The photographer's work was pretty good. Uh, references were good. Um, but when I got there, he was, like... He wanted, you know, me to rub, to use body oil. And so I'm like putting it on myself and he's like, oh, you're missing spots. I need to help you. And like, without really asking, he just kind of started doing it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, and just, he kept like telling me to add more, add more. Like I need more. I was like, okay, I'm like very like a <laughs> greased pig here. And then after I had all the oil on, he's like, okay, now we need to wipe it off because it's going to be too shiny. I'm like, what? Uh. And then he proceeds to, like, towel me off. And then, yeah, he was just very, like, very suddenly very touchy and, you know, not asking at all. Um, You know, but I'm, you know, alone in this hotel room with a man much larger than me, so I didn't, like, make a scene or anything. 
The second one was a tape, you know, like, um, not the black tape, but like it was similar, you know, like the tape artists. Yeah. Yeah. It was one, it was one of those and he was doing like a kind of mosaic, like mirror mosaic design on me. And then after the tape was, so he like did the tape and was fine and like respectful. And then he said, okay, now we need to put on body oil <laughs> over the tape. What? <laughs> over the tape. So like there's extra shine. I was like, okay. And so I was going to do it myself. And he's like, but can I, do you mind if I do it just so the tape doesn't come off? Like I'll do it really carefully. And he was <laughs> respectful up until then. So I was like, okay. And so then he starts putting the body oil on me and then he, he just starts lingering in areas where he doesn't need to be lingering. Oh. And I won't like, like pretty much, like pretty much tried to finger me. Oh and my God. at that point, I like, you know, push his hand when I was like, that's enough. And then he's like, Oh, sorry, sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't watching what I was doing. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> okay. That's so inappropriate. I've, I've had a similar situation with yeah. body paint, but yeah, that's, that's crossing the line a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after that, again, like, yeah, some, like, so I'm very impressed by the, you know, models that can stand their ground right then and there and like leave. But sometimes you kind of like get that, like, you know, flight or fight reflex and just kind of freeze. Like you don't want to, you don't want to like make them angry. <laughs> yes. I know and, exactly and, what you yeah, mean. And end up being in a worse position. Yeah. So like finish the shoot. And then when I left, I, and, okay, and then when I left, then he messaged me and was like, it was so great working with you. Like, I can't wait to work together again. Ugh. And I was like, okay. So then I told him, like, you were way out of line and inappropriate and I will not be working with you ever again or recommending you to anyone. Um, but yeah, both of these photographers had like a lot of good references. So that's like, I, I, yeah, did my due diligence and still it didn't work out. <laughs> what, did, was it like, uh, that they had worked with a lot of well-known models or? Um, not even well known, just like a mix, you know, a mixture of both. Hmm. Um, that's that's so weird. I wonder, was it when you were newer to modeling? No, and this no, it was probably about halfway through. This this last one was actually like three years ago, three four years ago. Huh. So not new. Um, this last one though, he like after he said like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, I thought you wanted more. <laughs> like what? What <laughs> gave you that impression? But yeah, other than that, <laughs> just a uh, you know pro tip: don't let photographers rub body oil on you. <laughs> uh, it makes me wonder if he had like a bunch of positive references. If those models that they worked with either like um, were really like straightforward at shutting them down, but if they were doing that, then. I still wouldn't yeah. think that they would give a positive reference because if they're like, yeah. oh, he wanted to rub the oil on me, like, why would you give a positive reference for somebody that was like that? Yeah. I or mean, or you were just his type and he wanted yeah. to try it on that. you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, before we started the photo shoot fail stories, you, you suggested that you had some that were crazy in a good way. Uh, tell me about one of those stories. <laughs> Um, hmm. well, I've done, you know, lots and as I'm sure you have in like extreme weather conditions. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I did want like a sunrise shoot in the mountains and the, in November and the ground was covered in frost and my feet were so numb. I, I didn't realize till after I got home that I had like stepped in a bunch of thorns. Oh, <laughs> um, but it was still like super cool. We had, you know, great time, got beautiful images. Um, but yeah, probably my most memorable creates some people who would think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy anymore, but, um, was I did a shoot with photo shoot underwater with sharks in the wild. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I was hoping you were going to bring that one up. Yeah. It's still, you know, my top, top, top experience. 
um, for a lot of reasons. I met some really amazing people. Um, one of which who is not with us anymore, sadly, but yeah. Um, yeah, I met, you know, some great people and it was my first time in the water with sharks ever, like big sharks. Yeah, just the whole, whole experience is incredible. Were you nervous? Not really. <laughs> like I'd wanted to, I've wanted to do it forever. Like even when I was little, like I wanted to swim with sharks. <laughs> that's cool. Um, when I was little, it was more like, ooh, that's a scary thing. It would be cool to do. Um, but then like, you know, now, like as I've learned more about them and all that, it's like, you know, if you know how to, um, act around them and you can read their body language, like it's not really scary. It's really peaceful. Um, so like when we got there, he was, um, Michael Dornellis, he was kind of hesitant to, to, um, take me out to do it. I bugged him and bugged him and bugged him until he said yes. <laughs> um, just because I had never swam with sharks, just like to dive with them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we got out there, we had like we run about six hours. I think. Yeah. And then, um, I, we, you know, baited the sharks, brought them in and then I swam around with them for a little bit, like with, um, a mask and fins and, all the proper gear mm-hmm. to kind of like get acquainted. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just like, it's really, it was really surreal just like going in the water and seeing, you know, this eight foot shark swimming towards you. Wow. And like, you know, and they're swimming around pretty slow, just cruising and really peaceful. Um, and then after swimming around with them for a bit, then we, I got into my dress and weight belt that I had made and no more mass. So I couldn't see them anymore. Um, <laughs> so that was, I had to just rely on him and my safety diver. So there'd be times when he would just like swim up to me and like pull me, pull me on his back to swim me away. Cause I had a dress on and extra weight so I could stay under longer. Um, but yeah, it was Super cool. Like, you know, <laughs> kind of a little unnerving being pretty much blind underwater and just seeing this big shape swim next to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really nervous. It was more just like peaceful and in awe. <laughs> That's cool. And, uh, I know from experience that swimming in a dress is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like, I made sure, like, I made it a short dress and like, dark colors you don't really want to dive with sharks with white like light colors because it kind of they they get a little too interested um, Mm. about that so like I made sure like I cleared my wardrobe with him ahead of time and then I also made um like a a cover for my weight belt so that I could you know you know normally like posing underwater you're you're not using weights yeah. Um, but I made like this cover that blended in seamlessly with a dress so I could wear weight so that I could go under with like full lung full of air so I could stay under longer. Um, rather than letting all my air out. Yeah. Cause we wanted to like maximize the time that I was underwater and the sharks were in the shot at the same time. And it's, you know, <laughs> a bunch of science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Do you think you'll do something like that again? Um, I hope so. You know, it was the person I, you know, did it with was like one of a kind human being. Um, I'm super grateful to have met him and been able to do that. Um, but I do want to do it again at some point. Um, I, I dive with them a lot now, actually, just not modeling, but just to dive with them. Oh, really? Yeah, film them myself. Um, Shout out to Shark Addicts Diving. <laughs> is that in Southern California? Oh, no, that's uh, Florida. Oh, cool. G- uh, Jupiter. Oh. Yeah. Um, there is a few out here in San Diego, but it's like you're almost guaranteed to like see a ton of sharks when you go on a shark dive in Florida. Here, it's kind of hit or miss, and the water is just not as clear. Is it colder this oh, yeah, much colder. colder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much colder. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. 
That's rad. So now you're doing full-time freelancing and you've been doing it for a long time. How do you feel about like the progress of your, your modeling endeavors? Like since from the time that you started with the art classes to now? Um, yeah, I've definitely, um, and like evolved to being more, I was par- just part-time for the majority of my career actually. Cause it was always like, well, I can't make this a full-time living. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to school for other things. Like this is just a little side gig. It's like, you know, give me some extra cash while I'm going to school and working at another job. And so like, I didn't really get to give it my full attention in the early years, which I feel like if I had, like, I can only imagine like where I'd be now. Um, but since, um, 2020, when I got laid off my other job, I kind of dove into this full time, um, doing, you know, Patreon and OnlyFans. That's um, cool. Yeah. And it's, it's going pretty good. I actually like, I don't travel. I mean, I'm starting to travel more again. Um, I don't travel as much as I would like to. I do, you know, enjoy meeting new photographers and just like, you know, working with other creative people and getting inspired by different people. Um, but now I'm kind of focusing most of my time and energy on OnlyFans and Patreon and, you know, making my own content, which is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> but also like very liberating at the same time because I'm in control of my image and like what I want to create. And, you know, there's no pressure from anyone else. Like I, do what I want. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Being able to, you're, you're even more in control of your schedule if you're not reliant on showing up to somebody else's hourly rate photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And is that paying off the Patreon and the OnlyFans? That's enough for you to like, uh, you know, say no to a bunch of photo shoots because you've got mm-hmm. other stuff going on with your own content creation. Um, Combined, yeah, and I and I do still uh, work for art classes regularly. Oh, cool! On top of that, um, like in person at, at studios and online for different colleges. Um, but yeah, OnlyFans definitely is more lucrative. Patreon, like, I feel like I was late to the game, and it just never really took off like I wanted it to, and I almost got kicked off a few times for like, yeah dumb stuff yeah same. <laughs> um so i haven't so like once i started OnlyFans, which was much more user-friendly um and that you know took off i feel like more people more people know about OnlyFans at this point and are willing to subscribe to it i think um so once that took off i kind of didn't put as much energy into my patreon like i have into promoting it anyway like i have like my handful of loyal patrons on there that I still, you know, send content to. Um, but I'm actually like in the middle of rebranding it since, um, Patreon no longer, their, their definition of adult content <laughs> is very unclear. Yeah. Um, and what, like what they allow is very unclear. So like I had my account suspended a few years ago and I thought I fixed everything and thought I was, you know, playing by the rules and then a few months ago they told me I had to delete a bunch of stuff again mm. um they were all like art nudes of course like art, art nudes but maybe open some like full frontal open leg but like nothing pornographic <laughs> and they made me delete everything so that's cool. I am yeah I'm in the middle of like rebranding it as just like artist reference resource. Mm, that's so cool. like I'm going to simplify it, take away, I'm going to leave all my tiers up, um, but just have them as like archives. So if anyone wants to subscribe, cause it's like, you know, one to 20 bucks, like every, all past content is there it's for them to still enjoy. But like the act, new active tiers are just probably just going to be one or two um, reference photo sets. That's cool. A month. Yeah. And then I'm going to focus like more of the extra spicy fun stuff on OnlyFans. <laughs> Were you able to move some of that traffic from Patreon to OnlyFans or? Uh, yeah, I think a few moved over to OnlyFans. Yeah. I, and I like while I was like in the middle of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I was, you know, kind of feeling burnt out and 
sick of updating it. I just like made my entire archive available to everybody <laughs> on nice. there to keep everyone happy while I figured stuff out. And a lot of them actually messaged me and said that they would stick around for whatever I, I decided to do. And yeah, a few did move over to OnlyFans. Um, a few are actually already subscribed to both. So that's nice having, you know, a handful of loyal patrons. That's really nice. You know, before I started like creating my own content for like, you know, sexy or sensual content for people to subscribe to or to buy my, my idea of like the target customer for that was like the dude in his mom's basement. Who's all like shy and weird. (laughs) <laughs> but there's actually so many people that I've met through Patreon and OnlyFans also that are like really nice, seem to actually care about. Yeah. And so it, it is a little community, even on yeah. OnlyFans too. And there, there are some wankers, <laughs> but there's also a lot of really nice, loyal people that actually give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, like it's just it's a small handful. A lot of them, a lot of them are just kind of there lurking in the shadows, like to, you know, maybe embarrassed or whatever to like actually message me and respond when I message them. Um, but yeah, I have, you know, a handful of people who are really nice and chat with me and, you know, are really, really grateful for the content. And like, I have had some really sweet messages recently about just how it makes their day brighter and stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah. Do you, uh, on the flip side, like what percentage approximately of either OnlyFans or Patreon subscribers are the ones that are just dropping in to be like, where's all your hardcore videos? Can I get a discount? Like that kind of customer. <laughs> um, I've only had like a few of those. Um, and then, I mean, they don't last long cause yeah, you know, give them the time of day. Um, yeah, but I, I have had like quite a few that like, they're mostly respectful and they like are really, you know, really love my stuff or whatever, but they still like want a discount and want all the deals and like they <laughs> want to negotiate like custom content prices and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, I've had pretty decent fans. So you said that, uh, by starting Patreon and OnlyFans, <clears throat> excuse me, that was what allowed you to become a full time freelancer? Yeah, for sure. Um, it just, I mean, it takes off, it takes away like a lot of overhead, like traveling's expensive. I don't particularly like doing like trade for lodging or trade for airfare. Right. Because I like having my own space to retreat to after working all day. <laughs> um, but so yeah, like being able to just like make my costume, my content at home and be on my own schedule is, yeah, allowed me to kind of do this full time. That's cool. Yeah. What is your criteria for when somebody when somebody emails you or messages you and they say they want to book a shoot? I don't know about you, but for me, over the course of time of doing modeling, I had a really high tolerance for the types of photographers that I would work with. When I first started, it was, oh, you're not a serial killer. OK, I think I'll make it through the shoot. Like, let's do it. <laughs> you know, these are my rates. But now my tolerance has gone down so far for like what I'm going to tolerate at a shoot. Like, <laughs> so when somebody emails you and you're considering whether you're going to take the booking, like where are you at on, on that level of tolerance? <laughs> um, probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tolerate anyone rubbing body oil on me anymore. Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, um, as far as like rates, like I'm, I used to, you know, negotiate my rates a little or be open to more negotiation. Now, you know, I, I don't like, I'm not as desperate for, you know, the quick cash. So I can stick to my higher rates, um, or normal rate. Like they're not high, they're normal. <laughs> um, but like, I appreciate, I appreciate someone who inquires with like a clear concept in mind, you know, asks for my rates or else gives me their proposed budget and, you know, see if I'm willing to work with it. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is getting a message that just says, let's collab. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, especially like if they contact me through model mayhem and like booking info is all there, <laughs> the requirements are all there. And it's obviously didn't even read my bio. Um, 
so yeah i'd say like somewhere in the middle like i still you know i like i like to be open to the less experienced photographers or you know other you know really truly like artistic creative people who just like want to create for the sake of creating but yeah (laughs) that's cool so now that you've been doing this full-time for a while like this is something that I kind of struggle with. So I'm actually sort of asking for advice more than just an interview question. But um, since you do a lot of self content creation and you book all these photo shoots, do you, where's the line for you on like your personal life or your personal identity versus your modeling life or your modeling persona? Like, do you meld the two together? Like, do you feel like, like Raven is you also, or is there a, a sort source of separation there? Um, yeah, I feel like they've definitely meld together. It's kind of, that's funny you say, like, I've kind of been like thinking about this a lot. Um, like, I mean, it, Raven is definitely me. Like I don't, I'm not really putting on a show or being fake when I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> like I do truly enjoy what I do. Um, but I've been, I think, like, early on, because of, you know, society's views around nudity and, um, no, you know, not being, just being afraid, like, of how my family or close friends would react. Like, I I kept the two very separate for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, my other day job at the time, like, there's no way <laughs> they would have understood it i don't think oh um so like i yeah kept it separate for a long time like i only had model mayhem for a long time which was you know detrimental in the long run like i i was afraid to put anything on social media um but like now social media is like how i do most of my booking and networking yeah um so i pretty much just like i don't know i don't know when like the turning point was where i just didn't care anymore that my family, that like anyone and everyone in my family knew what I did. Um, but I just, I eventually got on social media and I just made sure, you know, my legal name was not on any profile anywhere on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything, everything. So even like my personal quote, personal Facebook, like with my family and friends on it, like I still use my, you know, Raven, Lynette is still my name there. Um, but yeah, I've been like really, I don't know if it's cause like I just turned 30 <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I just want to be more open about who I am and not have to like have secrets or hide things from anybody. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I've been a lot more just like anyone, you know, anyone in my family knows what I do. It's fine. I'm not going to like rub it in their face or be weird at holiday parties, but <laughs> I'm not going to keep it a secret either. So they know your model alias and they know more or less what you do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. I think like, I think actually the first like nude photos that I posted to my Facebook, my personal Facebook was uh, my fiance. <laughs> then my new ish boyfriend at the time was like, 10 12 years ago for valentine's day um he knew how much i loved body paint and like really wanted to do a body paint shoot and hadn't yet so he like set up a camera and we got some paint and painted each other and took photos the timer and i just like really really love the photos i wanted i was proud of them wanted to share them so i did i posted them and my mom messaged me and she's like you might want to hide that from you know, your grandparents don't want to give them a heart attack. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I like went in and figured out custom settings and, and blocked my grandparents. And then my grandparents messaged me privately. Cause like my aunt had seen it. So my grandparents messaged me privately and were like, Hey, we want to see the photos. <laughs> and so it's like, okay. So then I unblocked them and yeah, everyone's cool. Everyone. <laughs> that's, that's great story. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. Like both of my grandparents are pretty like, religious oh really (laughs) um but yeah they're kind of they're much more open-minded than like i would have assumed like actually one of them on my mom's side my my lola is 
very much, very much where I get all of my like crazy from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's very, very free spirited adventure, adventurous lady. <laughs> so she is like super cool about it. She's actually like wanted to do photos with me, like showing different generations, you know, nude and nature stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, we haven't done it, but now she says she's too old, but <laughs> she was open to it. That's cool. Is, she, yeah. is that the, the grandma you were telling me that has the the yard decorations? <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, your original question, like, are they this is Raven Lynette me? Like, yeah, I'd say so. Eighty <laughs> percent. That's great. That's good. That's good to hear. I mean, I guess that's part of the secret of longevity when you're doing this is to be really passionate about it. And you can't be super passionate about it if it doesn't align with who you really are. Yeah. And like feeling shame or whatever and like trying to hide it from certain people, like that gets exhausting. Um, you know, especially if it's something you love doing. Yeah. And like, I mean, cause I, I had a lot of, like kind of like inner you know battles I guess like wanting like my original life plan (laughs) was to be either a veterinarian or a marine biologist and then that turned into like a dancer and I actually like went to school for dance got a degree didn't work out so like I had all these things that like more like quote respectable career paths I could have taken so like I've always kind of like struggled with that like being proud like feeling pride in my work like in regards to sharing it with my family um but they've all been you know pretty supportive and I don't think they're disappointed in me (laughs) that's cool that's great um yeah as long as they know that you're safe and that you're having a good time right yeah for yeah it's for sure like my um my younger sister is actually kind of struggling with the same thing and asked me for advice and I was like well you know as long as we're happy and safe and can take support ourselves and we're not hurting anybody else. Like, I think we're good. (laughs) And like, in fact, what we do makes other people happy. So even when we feel like we're not like contributing to the world or whatever, like we do make people happy (laughs) with our content. So that's contributing to the world. Yeah, I think so too. Well, that like goes back to like, you know, some messages that some fans have sent me, like, you know, how much I mean, their day brighter, or, like they're feeling depressed or whatever. And like, I help them get through it. Stuff like that. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, I would like to ask you another question that I asked everybody on the show. It's the rising phoenix moment of <laughs> your life. Can you describe something that in, either in the past or something that you're facing now that's a challenge that you had to overcome. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, you can um, take your time if you need to. Yeah, like pretty fortunate. I mean, I've had my fair share of traumas and hardships and all that, but nothing like super, super extreme, I guess. I mean, I did, I did have like some in like injuries, like I tore my ACL and broke my foot like all at the same time and like oh. that kind of you know, derailed my life for a couple of years. Um, wow. but like the photographer, like I, I, you know, I couldn't work for a while, but then, there, but there was, you know, a handful of photographers that still like wanted to work around my injuries and, you know, all that. Yeah. Like that's like, that's, that's like a big physical challenge, I guess, that I went through. Yeah. There's, I guess there's a lot of emotional struggle that goes along with physical challenges like that. Yeah. 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 It was a dark couple of years. <laughs> How long ago was um, that? That was in 2016. You tore your ACL and you broke your foot at the same time. What, what <laughs> yeah. happened, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I was, you know, dance. I was dance major and dancing like eight hours a day. And so, like I, my foot, I think it was, you know, a stress fracture, overuse injury. And I was, I was still continually dancing on it. I have like a high pain tolerance to the point of it being detrimental because like something's going to be really wrong and it's not bothering me as much as it should so that was the case with my foot 
Um, but since it was hurting, like I was kind of compensating and it was like at the end of the last rehearsal of the day, like 10 PM after the long day of dancing. And like I did, we were doing like one final run through of this piece and I did a jump and I landed wrong because I was compensating for my foot and then I tore my ACL. Uh. And both of those were very long. Like I had to have surgery on both things and it's just like this long, long drawn out (laughs) recovery process. Um, But yeah, I feel, I mean, that was, that was quite a while ago now, but there were, you know, mostly, I think nothing's ever the same, literally missing parts of your body. Um, but like I can pretty much, pretty much back to normal. That's good. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just, I'm more careful now. Yeah. So you weren't able to work during that time and then some of your shoots were affected also. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like a financial <laughs> struggle at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, like, had a long-term, you know, partner, and you know, we share finances and rent and all that. So we got through it. It's <laughs> good. It's good to get through it. Were, when you were in it, did you feel like, oh my gosh, this is ruining my life? There were times, yeah, where I did a lot of like feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> but like, I knew, like, I knew it would get better. It was just frustrating because I've had a lot of. I think before that, like, I had a bulging disc in my back, like, the year before that. So it was, like, a lot of frustrating injuries, one after another, that were, like, preventing me from doing what I love to do. Wow. Like, full out. So, like, that's, you know, part of the reason. Like, I got my associate's degree in dance, and I would have loved to go farther, but my body just doesn't, you know, doesn't like dancing full time. (laughs) Wow. I guess it's not natural for like anybody's body, I think, really to be that no, hardcore. I mean, that was your early twenties. Yeah. Was that early twenties that happened yeah. to you? Damn. That's, yeah. That's that's gotta be intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I just dance occasionally for fun. Um I box. Cool. Um uh, dive, free dive. Yeah. <laughs> Much more I I like it's hard challenging on the body in other ways, but not quite the same like overuse of joints that dancing yeah did the dancing really enhances your modeling and posing abilities too so that's yeah yeah like that was one of my big selling points is like I'm a dancer I can do all these poses and jumps and leaps and all that um like I still like you kind of after doing it for so many years you you know you have some muscle memory like I might not be able to leap as high as I could before but I'm still like I still work on my flexibility and you know I my body still kind of moves that way naturally it's cool yeah that's awesome well now that you're doing the freelancing you've got patreon and only fans you're booking shoots you've got that that train is rolling do you foresee like that train rolling in other directions in the near future or in the farther future? Or how long do you want to maintain the way that you're making income now? Or do you have other like income generating stuff that's like planned or what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, these people think about modeling as being this thing you do when you're young. Um, but like I, I kind of like challenging that idea, and especially like modeling for art classes. Like they need people all ages, body types, everything. So like I can do that until I can no longer stand, and even after then, like I can still <laughs> post for portraits. Just lay there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as far as like content creating, like yeah, there's a niche for everyone. So I feel like I can just keep doing this as long as it makes me happy. That's so cool. Um, as far as like other directions. Um, yeah, it was definitely like early years. It was definitely like only art nudes, like nothing other than classy art nudes. Um, and I've definitely been pushing, pushing the limit on that lately. Yeah. Um, because I enjoy it and I've become much more like open minded and accepting and I've been, like embracing sexuality and all of that. Like, you're not hurting anybody. It's natural. <laughs> like, it's literally good for you. 
you know, might as well do what you love and make money doing it. Sweet. I've, I've kind of had similar thoughts lately also because my comfort level had been at the same level of eroticism for most of my modeling career. And I've lately, um, especially because of the partner that I'm with now, been felt more comfortable pushing that erotic boundary and like questioning my own limitations. Like, why is it like that? Is it like that because of my previous partners or because of the extra pressure that I felt around me because I didn't have more like support about just being okay with being a erotic person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely struggled with that a lot. Like, I mean, I've done, I've done like erotic work and like fetish stuff for a long, like for a long time, but I always use like a different name and I never ever shared any, any hint of it <laughs> on social media or anything like that. Um, you know, there's always, there's, you know, a ton, a ton of shame and stigma surrounding sex work. So. And even like other photographers I'd work with that, you know, would shoot art nudes or like glamour nudes and stuff like that would still like sexually suggestive, um, would like, you know, really look down upon people that shot anything past that. Yeah. Um, which also kind of kept me like in, you know, within my, in those same limits for a long time and, you know, not being open about any of it because it's like, well, I want to keep working with this person that they're going to think less of me if they know I did X, Y, and Z. Um, and yeah, now like, you know, having Patreon and OnlyFans, having that control and not having to rely on others for an income has really kind of let me do what I want and explore more. That's cool. That is so cool. That's come to think about it. Some glamour photographers and some self-proclaimed fine art nude photographers not all, like just some, I'm, I'm not saying all, but a handful can be the most like stuck up, like, like types of creators. Cause they think, Oh, my, my type of photography is the shit. <laughs> and if it's not like artistic nudes, then it's nasty or, it's or they'll, trashy. they'll talk shit about like uh fetish creations or they'll talk shit about strippers and yeah. <laughs> they're they're just being mean for the sake of being mean and being yeah. judgmental about it. When honestly, some of the fetish shoots that I've done have been some of the most fun shoots. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's same. how we met. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tickled you. <laughs> you tickled me, and we popped balloons together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's just, it's annoying. It's like it's so annoying. Cause the same people, I'm sure, I'm sure enjoy their fair share of like free porn on the internet yeah totally <laughs> but or you know have been to a strip club but will look down on the people who are producing <laughs> the content for them um but yeah same like some of them, like the fetish stuff i've done has been like the most fun like i'm not gonna like hang the image on my wall or anything but like i had a blast making it and i know someone someone out there is enjoying it <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, like what a recent it was actually with a shiny bound. Mm. Um, I was, you know, you recommended them to me and it was so funny how like I was going to this person's house that I had never met to be tied up <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like safer and more at ease that like I would be respected and my limits respected and that I'd be safe. Like then going to some, you know, you know, uh, whatever other regular like photo shoot with some photographer I'd never worked with. Yeah. Like I feel like in that industry, like consent and safety is so important. And there's a lot, I feel like a lot of networking, like everyone knows everyone. (laughs) So I feel like, it's more transparent, I guess you'd say. Yes. And some photo shoots that are vague on what you're going to do, like you just show yeah. up and see what's going to happen are the ones that somebody's going to try and pull some weird shit on you. But yeah. like, working with shiny bound for existent, for example, uh, Name drop, shiny bound, everybody go check out the shiny bound website. They, they talk about exactly every single thing that's going to happen in every ser- photo series and video that they shoot. There's no surprises. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then there's always like a safe word. We're like, oh, if you're too uncomfortable, like, and you need to end, then just give us like, you know, blink twice or whatever it is. I can't remember, but yeah, but that makes <laughs> you feel safe. You're like, okay, my, my boundaries are going to be respected mm-hmm. because we've had this conversation and everything's going to go as planned. And then it does go as planned. But yeah, yeah there have definitely been some yeah. shoots where you show up and they're like, oh, I know that I wanted to do this in email, but actually would we do this other thing that's way more explicit instead? And I'll pay you extra money to, I don't know, like lick your body or some weird thing like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like working like, like it was that one recently. And then like another, I had, I did the that Krampus like suspension <laughs> shoot recently um, with Grendel and, it's just like networking with people that are like in the adult content community or like in the kink community, like consent is so important. So like, there's no surprises. <laughs> I mean, as long as everyone, you know, is doing it right. Yes. That is a, a good, good thing that is out there that unfortunately <laughs> a lot of photographers or just people in general, like are not aware of yeah. its importance. Yeah. Excited, excited that you're starting this. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's super important to like, you you know, models were often just like a face and a body (laughs) in the picture. So it's, it's nice to have a voice also. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, you can check out Raven Lynette, her link to her Instagram page and any other links. Like, I don't know if you have a website or whatever, I'll include that in the notes to the show so people can go creep on you. Check out yeah. your stuff. <laughs> My website is in the works still, Sweet. but I do have, you know, all the other things. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Raven. It's been great chatting with you. All right. Hopefully I'll see you in the near future. <laughs>